Hello and welcome to See You at the Party Richta. My name is Aaron Frescus, and as always, I'm joined by Joseph Beck Castro. So we're going to start this one off with Joe and I going through a little bit of production info for Arnold's 1985 movie, Commando. We'll also be watching a couple of short interview clips that I found that kind of range from informative to entertaining to kind of awkwardly funny. And then right after that, we'll once again be joined by Laura and Erica to give their final thoughts on the movie and help us kind of wrap things up. All right, well, uh, let's get started with some quick production trivia. First off, the movie was directed by Mark L. Lester, who also directed Roller Boogie and the Stephen King adaptation Firestarter starring Drew Barrymore, which I don't think I've ever seen. Did you watch that? Wait, what? The Firestarter? Yeah, Firestarter. Uh, No, because I haven't um, went through that book yet. So I was just thinking about uh, his name is... Mark L. Lester, M. L. Lester. That's <laughs> kind of an unfortunate. Is that what you're focusing on when I was yeah, talking? Yeah, right I there? totally zoned out right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, actually, um, I've mostly audiobooks. I've been through most of Stephen King stuff, but there is a lot. And Firestarter is something I haven't gone just through. No yet. interest? No, I just haven't like got around to it. You know, I just see what's available on the audiobook uh, at the library and then check that out and listen to it and go to the next one. So just haven't like gotten around to Firestarter, maybe because it's not available. But, yeah. You know, is there, is there, does he have books where he's like, yeah, that book fucking sucks. Probably. He does talk a little bit of, of shit about some of his books. I think, um, Rose matter. He, uh, he might've called it boring and uninspired or something like that. Um, huh. Yeah, so he does. I don't think he's ever said like, "Oh yeah, that book's a piece of trash." He probably talks shit about himself, but I don't think he ever says much about his own work, which he okay. probably feels that way for a lot of stuff. But yeah, you know, you're, you're you're in the business. You don't want to say this like, thing sucks. Don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, it was originally written by Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman, who originally wanted Gene Simmons. <laughs> to play the lead <laughs> uh, he passed on it thank god yeah and then later it was like later rewritten for nick nolte as the lead but then eventually steven d'souza which is the guy that did running man that wrote yeah. running man and Die Hard, uh brought was brought in and he wrote the screenplay and made basically made it what it ended up being and then originally the last scene was supposed to be a little bit more low-key like the last uh the mansion scene hmm. before they shot it but before they shot it, the director saw a sneak preview of rainbow 2 and was like, this is a quote from him. He said, "We've uh, he said we've got to have a bigger dick than Rambo. We got to stay. We got to <laughs> we got to slay more people." And then suddenly there were 150 extras getting killed. It got out of control. Well, you made the right decision. I can tell that much. <laughs> so good job to you, Mister Lester. <laughs> M. Lester. M. Lester. <laughs> uh, so shooting lasted 45 days and was shot in different locations around California. With a barracks exploding scene shot, I think, which I mentioned, shot at uh, Hearst Castle, which was the only beachfront location that would let the crew uh, build a compound on it and then blow it up. Nice. And then the mansion scene was shot at uh, Harold Lloyd's estate, which is Zoidberg's (laughs) uncle. It's like the parody. That's like the parody and what they're parodying in in, uh, Futurama. Oh, interesting. Like Harold Zoid, I think he's called. Anyway. Okay, it had a $10 million budget, made pretty much all of it back with uh, its $7.7 million opening weekend. 
Nice. And it opened at number one, which is crazy that 7.7 million was a number one movie, but eh, it's the 80s. Uh, opened on October 4th, number one at the box office for two weeks. And then as far as like clips and whatnot, I found one of Arnold Schwarzenegger on David Letterman. That's fun. Mainly because they try to bring in, like they're doing the interview and then like 10 minutes into it, maybe they bring in, uh, they try to get Maria Shriver's there. She's in the green room and they try to get her to come out. And it's her, her response is, is funny. There isn't really anything, uh, the commander related stuff, but it's entertaining for a quick clip. Upcoming marriage. Mm-hmm. How soon are you getting married? I'm getting married on April 26th. Oh, and, so we got a ways uh, to go. In oh, the yes. Spring. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope you cover it. I mean, I want uh, yeah. everyone to be there. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. Don't you worry, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm not We've already got that it. on our calendar. I believe it. I believe uh, it. Now, yes. you tell people who you're uh, engaged to. I think this is a real interesting story uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, which are? Well, no, tell, tell, tell them who you're. Who no, you're it's uh, Maria Shriver. Maria Shriver uh, of from the, the CBS Morning News. CBS Morning News, and also uh, one of the most famous families in in America. Absolutely, yes. Uh, she's sitting out there in a green room, and I told her to come out here with me. Come on, come here! No, come here! Just come Take here! Out. Just come here! What is it? What is it? What? She, she says she's fed up with Arnold. <laughs> No, come here, just say hello, just say no, hello. No, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You've known Arnold for a No, come here, just just say hello. Hi, how are you? Nice to see you. Here she is, right here. CBS Morning News. How's Forrest? Uh, Forrest, uh, and he was terrific on F Troop, by the way. Oh, that's the wrong guy, isn't it? Wrong guy, Nice yeah. to see you. You're great on the Tonight you, you, Show. You, thank you. You don't want to come in? That's a good burn. Wait, what was it? I missed it. She said you're great on the Tonight Show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Speaking of Arnold and marriage, uh, I was listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he was talking about when he got married, and his wife's from uh, up here in Seattle. He said they got married, and uh, immediately flew to Cabo, and sitting in the table next to him was Arnold, and Arnold was like, yeah, I I heard he got married. That's terrible, Arnold. Um, (laughs) Arnold's like, yeah, I heard you got married. It was all over the... The news and everything's like, oh, thanks, Arnold. And then uh, a waiter walks up and is like, uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger, a call for you. And he answers the phone like, hello. <laughs> and Conan said that's exactly how he sounded. And uh, I wish my Arnold was better because that would make that story telling a lot better. But yeah. uh, So there's also like one quick, there's just one quick joke that, that Letterman does at the end that I already fast forwarded to it. Oh, I pro- I'm sorry. I probably should have prefaced it. What they were talking about steroids, like he was talking about uh, steroids, and because I guess it was just came out that like, like well, it was new that like steroids. They, I think they were just banning steroids yeah. from like bodybuilding and whatnot. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's talking about like how the steroids don't what they do in known effect so the second week in a row number one in a box office is that right so i think it's a really one of those popular movies action adventure fun good acting in it uh, simply because of me you know and uh so it's, it's gonna go through the roof you know? those, those steroids by the way apparently don't affect your ego do they that's funny uh so there's also an interview with bill duke which is like it's I don't know who this guy is. It's it's like one of the most awkward interviews that I've ever seen. And you kept directing stuff. I guess you did episodes of Miami Vice, which was my favorite show. Yes, great that show. Oh, that, that was yeah, Crockett and Tubbs. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're doing Hill Street Blues, uh, a bunch of stuff. Yes, many many and, shows. And then 
Schwarzenegger came around. Well, you know, so, when I went to audition for Commando, <laughs> just um, Joel Silver embraced me uh, my, and my talent. And doing Commando was really my first big, big movie. And working with Arnold was, first of all, Arnold's one of the funniest people ever meet on the earth. He's a big guy, you know, but great sense of humor, funny, and humble, too, and supportive of the other actors on the set. So that was a great experience working with him. Right. And for those that are too young to really realize, Arnold Schwarzenegger at that time was the equivalent of Dwayne Johnson today. The biggest action star in the world. No question. That's right. I guess Sylvester Stallone may have been number two at this point. But, you know, this was a huge worldwide phenomenon. That's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So a Schwarzenegger movie was essentially the biggest type of movie that you Mm. could be in. And here you are co-starring. Well, now you're, you know, as an action star, as, as as one of the G.I.'s. Right there with him, mm-hmm. and the and the movie was a huge hit. Commando did very well, <laughs> very well, and and it, it was his foundation for his next movie, which is Predator. Okay, so then they start talking about Predator, but it, I don't know the guys. Like I watched a little bit of it, and it's just kind of awkward. Yeah, like, well, the guy interviewing doesn't ask any questions. He's just <laughs> He's like just, this oh, happened. Hmm? That, that's what I wrote down. Okay, so I wrote down. Like, it seriously reminds me of a Chris Farley show from SNL. Oh, yeah. Where he's, talk- he's like, do you remember, uh, like, talking to Paul yeah. McCartney? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bridges? That that was awesome. Remember when you were, like, in the Beatles, everybody thought you were dead, but you really weren't? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. Or just like, that scene was awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> this is not funny, unlike Chris Farley show. Oh, no, yeah. Which is funny. And. Then, oh, I don't know if this is actually going to work in here. Let's see. The last one is, it's just a quick thing, like, with Stephen D'Souza, the writer. What's really funny is, I mean, Arnold, you know, he's bench pressed 300 pounds, whatever. So, like, the, the phone booth set, they actually will pick it up. He says, what, are you kidding? He's like, well, you been, I know what a barbell is designed, you know, for your back. I can't pick up the phone. I'm like, oh, so you have to change it now. You know, so they had a stunt man who was going to be in the phone booth. And they said, no, so oh, we'll put a lightweight dummy in the phone booth. And then they actually say, can you hold him over the edge of the cliff? He said, I'm not going to hold an actor over the edge of the cliff. So there's a wire in there. <laughs> Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? <laughs> I did. I lied. <laughs> yeah, so just a little tr- quick trivia things from Stephen Seuss there. Uh, anyway, I found also found a couple of cool memorabilia type stuff. The first one is a line of toys based on the movie, which... Which is pretty cool. Like, here's a, and I sent you a link right there. Um, which I don't know if they have all the characters because I can't really see. Like, I like how Arnold's just one just kind of looks sort of like overweight, bulky. And then you got, let's you got Matrix, Specs, Blaster, Chopper, Sawbone, Stalker, Leadhead, and Psycho. Uh, what? Who are <laughs> the are, rest are you, of those guys? Are you looking at it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the fear, the fear. I wonder what fear stands for. I don't know. But imagine being on C team. You're like, yeah, man. I mean, we're not like A team or B team. We're C team. 
It's pretty good. Hey, there's 26 letters in the alphabet, man. Like, That's true. You know, C's not bad. Uh, uh, that sucks. I did watch a random video and prepare for this, like, YouTube video, and they were in, like, a comic shop, you know, and one guy comes in, he's like, hey, guys, remember Commando? I got a uh, action figure for it. Like, you know, when Arnold's carrying that log, and they're like, oh, yeah, you got Arnold carrying the log? He's like, no, it's just the log, and it was, like, this type of toy, <laughs> but just the log. It's like, oh, that's funny. This video is probably not going to get better after this, so I'm going to stop watching. That Was it an actual real, like, toy? I don't or... think so. I think they oh, okay. just kind of made it, it like for a... their video. So Nice. Dude, then the other thing I found that was pretty cool was, was this, which I'm sending the link right there, which is the actual script from the movie that you can actually buy on eBay. Oh, $1,100? Yeah. That's cool. And I don't know if they say who, who owned it, though, but... All right, listeners, so we set up a Patreon page, and, um, you know, we did say that we're going to use it to reinvest in the show. However, if we buy this script that is technically reinvesting in the show, so if we can raise $1,100 from you guys, that's that'd be true. pretty tight. Um, so is this all Schwarzenegger's thing? Well, it says his name because he's in the movie. But. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so then the actual trivia stuff. So, okay, so um, first, uh, Arnold talked a bit about the movie in his book and how it kind of changed the way his movies were written afterwards. Uh, so he said, quote, uh, from then on, in all my action movies, we would ask the writers to add humor, even if it was just two or three lines. And he said, sometimes a writer would be hired specifically for that purpose. And those one-liners became my trademark, and the corny humor deflected some of the criticisms that action films were too violent and one-dimensional. It opened up the movie and made it appealing to more people. Yeah, that does make sense because uh, basically after this movie, you know, action movies were a lot more silly, fun. Yeah, and less just action-y and violent. Yeah, uh, like straight up action, like Seagal or something like that. Yeah, but Seagal was funny in a different way. It's not, not like ha-ha funny. It's kind of like, like... Intentional way? Yes, <laughs> okay so then martial arts expert and then he who's also the fight choreographer uh sorry the fight choreographer who was also a martial arts expert uh named uh, michael m vendrell said that by the time by the end of production he'd estimated that schwarzenegger had become a secondary black belt and then actually have an, a quote from arnold about it which is great it says uh he says it was the very first film where i had to use fist kicks and martial arts there was a lot of shooting, too. I blew up a truck with a missile and things like that. The machine guns were very heavy, but that was no problem because I was used to lifting heavy weights. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds like Arnold. <laughs> so then uh, apparently the director originally wanted Raul Julia for the role of Arius, but producer Joel Silver insisted on casting Dan Hedaya, which that would have been awesome because especially after seeing him in Street Fighter, yeah, like was... how over the top he is. Yeah, he was great in Street Fighter, and he was like dying of cancer at the time. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he did that. He did Street Fighter because his kids wanted him to like. They wanted him to be in that movie, and that was kind of like his last gift to his kids. It's like, oh, I wish that movie could be better. Yeah, I mean, and by better, I mean not because it's fucking perfect. <laughs> but by better, I mean I don't think uh, JCVD does the splits in that movie once. So. That's the way it could be better. Yeah. that's That would have sent it over the top. Yeah. 
just like that movie o- over the top uh stallone yeah it was stallone and i was like it's when he turns his hat around and he becomes a machine yeah um <laughs> it's a action movie about arm wrestling and the He's a trucker, and somehow he's able to be good at arm wrestling while trucking. And he takes his kid with him, and uh, he becomes the arm wrestling champion. And that's a movie that ma- that they made in the eighties, and it had <laughs> action figures. Did it really? Yes. Do you have one? No, I wish. <laughs> okay, so uh, the director was quoted as saying about the stunts uh, that Arnold Arnold insisted on doing almost all the stunts himself because he said nobody could duplicate duplicate his body. Even when we were doing a close-up of Matrix, jamming a knife into a sheet, he said, my hand cannot be duplicated. It is one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love Ar- Arnold's response to that was, I owe it to my fans to do the action myself because it's me they pay to see. Nowadays with computers, they could have just added me in, which this was like from an interview later, but nowadays from computers, they could have just added me in, but I don't think they had a big enough computer then. <laughs> yeah, that's, and by big, he means like muscular. Yeah, exactly. Like they needed a screen wide enough to fit his fucking jacked body. Uh, I thought that he just like doesn't understand how computers work and he thought they also had muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then I guess he ended up accidentally cracking one of Alyssa Milano's ribs when he accidentally fell on her while they were filming the uh, scene of the house being attacked in the beginning. Oh. Yeah, which was mentioned in that same article, which is like an Empire Online article, I think. But anyway, and then I think I mentioned this during the recording, but there was uh, also supposed to be a sex scene between Cindy and Matrix, but apparently the studio was the one that wouldn't allow it. Huh, I wonder why that is. It's yeah, not like we know. talked about this in Eraser at all. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, she and then she uh, said that it was supposed to take place when they were flying to the island. But she kind of said, like, how? who the hell is flying the plane then, basically? Well, a autopilot. But um, so do you ever remember those like old videos of the Beatles and the girls were all screaming and like passing out in the crowd and everything? Uh, was that like Sullivan or something? Uh, it was Sullivan and basically any of their kind of Beatlemania took like any of their things like the girls. Yeah. The crowd are just like going crazy. That's how I feel like a lot of people would have been if they had the sex scene and they just had like Arnold, you know, like <laughs> 1980s Arnold just going at it. You know, probably me would be in the crowd doing that same thing, <laughs> screaming and passing out. So I understand your, why they didn't actually put it in the stuff. movie. Yeah. <laughs> getting the vapors exactly apparently there was a one-liner that they actually cut which is disappointing because of how good it was so uh i think it's during the mansion scene when arnold cuts the guy's arm off with an axe or like a machete or something like that a machete yeah okay yeah so he was supposed to slap him like pick up the arm slap it with him while saying quit whining but they cut <laughs> it from the scene. <laughs> they cut it from the scene or from the movie oh <laughs> And then wow. the, the Empire Online article that I was that I found like some of these on. There's a quote from Stephen D'Souza, the screenwriter, where he talks about a sequel, and he says, uh, "I wrote some other movies for Arnold, which may get made now that he's finished with politics." Which this obviously came out like right around 2010 or something like that. But one was called Critics' Choice, with him as a movie star who has to team up with his harshest 
critic in a life or death situation. <laughs> just, sounds amazing. And then one was the Commando sequel, um, and it starts with Matrix getting hired as a head of security for a giant corporation, only he's being used and has to become a one-man army again. Oh, damn, that would have been tight. Yeah, and uh, he goes on to talk about how they were supposed to reboot Commando, but they never actually got around to it. I don't know if they're still planning on doing it, because this article's from like 2011, I think. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, it probably just be the rock because he's like the new arnold yeah like he, uh, di- he has like a different kind of charisma like it's like not the same yeah uh the rock's like more charming yes say. <laughs> uh it's not as cheesy yeah but arnold's more ridiculous and hilarious and i very much like the rock in his movies but you know there's just you know, and especially with this movie, it's kind of like the turning point in action. Like, I can't... You think of action movies, you think of Arnold, and you think of cheesy one-liners, and you think of Arnold, and you think of putting those together, and that didn't happen before this movie, and that's why yeah. this movie and Arnold is amazing. And it's weird, because his two most... Uh, probably his two most famous movies are Terminator 1 and 2, and Terminator 1, like, he's... There's no one-liners, you know, he's got, like fuck you asshole but that's about it in terminator 2 there's a couple you know but it's not peak arnoldism uh he's not really showing off very much humor like intentionally you mean well i guess it is slightly intentional but not like this movie yeah yeah like terminator 2 he's um you know he's a cybernetic organism uh (laughs) so he just learns stuff and then repeats it and it's funny because he's you know a cyborg yeah. Or a Terminator, I guess we could just call him that. Like, repeating stuff that some little 10-year-old wants him to say. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So, the, and then the last the last uh, piece of trivia was the movie was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Special Effects, but it actually lost out to James Cameron's Aliens. Oh. So, yeah. that That's the, the trivia there all, all, all wrapped up. All right. So, now we're going to welcome back Laura and Erica to help us finish stuff off. Uh, what do you say let's start off with the kill count, huh? If it bleeds, we can kill it. All right, so this is where we all try to guess the total number of kills in the movie. And you know, guys, I'm thinking that if the director's comments about wanting to outdo Rambo 2 are any indication, it's probably a super reasonable number. But a uh, quick like little, little disclaimer, I did sort of run into a tiny little problem while uh, looking for the total. I have two numbers. Um, but I know, I know, yes, I know what the numbers were because I accidentally read one when I was reading the trivia for the first time. And then I got a different number from when I was reading more trivia. So, but I remember what they both were. I don't, I can give you both. If you guys want to take your guesses first and then you can decide which one works better. Yeah. So Joe, you want to start or you want to? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess 82. Okay. I remember it's always less than what I initially think it is, so I'm going to go with 59. 59, okay. Laura, you going with the same number as usual? <laughs> no, I thought about it. I did. <laughs> I didn't think about it, because I was like, oh yeah. I what, what's the, what's the usual number? 87, apparently. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's worked for me before. But no, I think it's actually, I, I think it's higher. I I'm going to go triple digits and I'm going to say 100. Okay. 
So, according to IMDb, the kill count was 109. Wow. But then I've, like, checking on a couple other sites, it was only 81. (laughs) Wait, seriously? Yes. (laughs) I said 81. But what the fuck? I think that might have been Matrix's Arnold's kill count. So, like, I'm not sure. That matters. Is that what we're going for? I thought it was, like, the total kill count. Oh, probably total, but in my eyes, it's all that matters. The IMDb one was the only place I could find the, let's see, 89. See, this one has 89. So, and then it says Bennett was kill 89. And this one lists every single kill. (laughs) How are they going to list? They don't all have names. I mean, I'm sure they do, but not in the Well, it says, it says kill, this one says kill 79 through 87. After miraculously finding cover behind the rose bushes, Matrix wastes about 14 more guys with the belt. With a belt-fed machine gun. Time of death, yeah. one hour, 16. <laughs> so, this is very specific. Wow, yeah. Kill 88 was R.E.S., the, 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 the deposed dictator of Velverde. And then the one-liner. But, uh, yeah. The first one was 81, and that's just Arnold. This one actually breaks down every single every single count in the movie. So, like, they go through them one by one. That seems And that's his 89. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems pretty accurate. Okay, cool. Well, then, Joe, you're the winner. Yay! That's one. Woo! Sweet. Right? Because I think Probably. Laura's won already two of them. I've, I've won both of the other two. Okay. All right. And then do does anybody have any favorites as far as the uh, best kill of the movie? Anybody? I've, I've got one. Um, Cook. Because uh, this is this is one of my very favorite lines too. Just uh, well, actually, no, I guess it's not the favorite. It's the favorite like death scene or whatever when he like almost dies and he's like, you know, fuck you, asshole, and like, no, fuck you, asshole, and then he dies by getting impaled. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Cook. Okay. That whole scene, where Cindy looks like she, like how she reacted, like how I would, where she looks like she's about to throw up, and then she gets <laughs> over it really quickly. Yeah, and throws in some great lines in there too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Got a favorite kill in there? I got a, a cool kill. Cool kill. I guess it'd be one of the shed house murders. We'll call it that. Shed house murders. <laughs> it sounds like uh, pitchfork guy. Perhaps? Yeah, pitchfork guy. Arm guy. He's got that whole, guy? that whole thing. Who knows? Yeah, scalp guy. All right, Joe. Uh, for me, it's obviously Bennett. Like, I think that's probably uh, Arnie's greatest kill. Like, throwing a pipe through a guy. Yeah, And then that having some really steam good. come out and saying, let out some steam, Bennett. Mm-hmm. That's probably Arnold's greatest kill in any movie. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be my favorite in this movie. Okay. Um, I guess I'm probably going to have to go with the car salesman that's just so committed to his job that he jumps in front of the car as Cook stealing it because that was just dumb. <laughs> either, either, probably either that or, like, uh, or Sully, just because of Arnold's awesome line. The Sully one is great. Yeah, I got hit by a car before a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, wait, wait, where was this? I was here in Seattle. I was walking really fast, going to meet um with Laura and her friend Jackie, who was in town, and it was right in like South Lake Union, which is like Amazon headquarters. The guy was pulling out of an alley, and he was looking one way. I kind of like saw it coming but he was looking to the left because he was like turning right you know 
but it was like a Maserati. It was like a super baller car. Ooh, nice. Um, That's a good car to get hit by. Yeah, and he started to go, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I knew this was coming. So I, like, jumped up a little bit and, like, landed on his hood. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm really sorry. But there was a car behind him. And me, I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm cool, man. Like, that car needs to get out, too. Like, just go <laughs> ahead. Like, nice. I'm fine. I'm like, he, he just yeah. lets him go. And you're like, hey, my yeah. fault. My fault. He's like, no, I'm like, shit happens, bro. Like, yeah. Um, Instead of like, hey, I'm walking here. Or just like trying to like play it up. Yeah, exactly. It's the difference between, you know, Seattle and the East Coast. You know, like, walking here. Um, I think that's, that's a little bit of the... Uh, being a, like a server thing to where you're more like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Cause I do that <laughs> after stuff you, with like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I was fine, but a- afterwards I was like, you know, I probably like, I should have gotten broken. his insurance and shit. I, yes. Yes. You should have. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I definitely realized that when you said it, um, <laughs> but I did crash a golf cart and break my knuckle before and didn't realize it for a while. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I hurt myself and don't realize it for a while, so I probably should have done something with that, but that was fine. What's a while? Like, after you broke both feet and an elbow, you walked home, no, no, no. stopping That's at the store. That's what happened. <laughs> Sorry, both elbows and a foot. There you go. You walked home and went to the store and then, like, chilled at home for a while before, like, um, yeah, maybe this does kind of hurt. Yeah. He I, walked home and like picked up a bag of ice. What what is a while? It was like like an he, hour he, he later. Walked, it was like it was like three quarters of a mile or something and like walked home and picked up a bag of ice to carry home. <laughs> with his broken elbows and broken foot. How do you break your elbow? Like wait, are you isn't it was it was uh under so you know how in your arm you have like two bones like going from yeah. your wrist and then it separates and then where they kinda come back together? It was right there on both of my arms. I think it's the radial bone. Um, I was playing hoops and uh, with like some friends and some randos at a park. And um, a lot of the guys on my team weren't getting back on defense. And I was getting really pissed. You know? <laughs> like, come on, guys. You got to get back on defense. Because they do like a fast break. And it's like two guys like chucking it back and forth. All Harlem Globetrotter style. And I'm just like, oh, ooh, trying to cover them both. And they like lay it up and high five and shit. It's like, you guys are making me look like assholes. So I yelled at him, and then, like, a little while later, it was, like, another fast break, and then uh, my buddy Sheffy was back there, and the guy, like, jumped to, like, lay it up and avoided him, but landed on me. Um, and so when I fell and hit my <laughs> it hit my hands, oh, oh, yep, there's a picture for uh, the show that social later. media accounts. To me. Yeah. It's, it's on his Instagram. Okay, I'll get it. June of 2016. <laughs> When I fell, um, you know, I landed on my arms, but also he kind of landed on my shin. So, like, the outside of my foot, kind of where, uh, I don't know where to Like really the arch? Say. Like, no, between the pinky toe and the ankle, like, a little bone in there got fractured. Wow. And then, um, and then both of the radial bones on my arms. And the doctor's like, yeah, we usually see that with a lot of old people when they fall. They break that bone. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. So. so what exactly made you finally decide to go to the doctor and get it checked out? Uh, once I couldn't really bend my arms up and down, like, oh, uh, like you would if you're, you know, doing some 
curls. People without health, no health insurance or no? No, I had health insurance. Oh, okay. So, That's the like he had no yeah. excuse. They're like, I don't know. But yeah, she she's very she's very like I'm not gonna go to the doctor at like till I'm pretty much dying. And I'm like, if that doctor's free, I'm going whenever I can. Yeah. <laughs> I... No, he had health insurance, and once my foot started to to swell, got like a a, a goose not a goose bump. What do they call it? Like a goose, goose egg? egg? Like yeah. It's my foot. It just got Jeez. like two inches high, and I couldn't really touch my mouth with my fingers. <laughs> probably go to the doctor. I most likely probably broke a toe, a big my big toe. I, I well, I still don't know. Like yeah, I probably broken. broke it. I never went to the doctor for it, and it. So basically, what I did is I dropped a brick on my toe. And I didn't really have time to deal with it. I was helping a friend load his car up so that he could drive back to Montana. Bricks? And I was already emotional. <laughs> yeah, because... just loading up a bunch of bricks. <laughs> I was already emotional because I was, like, saying goodbye to this friend. And I was like, I'm not crying because of you. Like, I'm crying because my toe. Like, that, being all stupid about that, it. <laughs> that wasn't even the worst. The worst was when, like, she, like, either sneezes or coughs or something. And there's a bunch of black shit coming up. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Not from my toe. Are, That's from when I get." Sick. Are you are you sick? No. She's like, "Uh, it was." She's like, "Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I might be sick." Or she's like, "I'm coughing up like or coughing up or sneeze like black stuff." I'm like, "How long have you been doing that?" <laughs> she's like, "I don't know, like a week." I'm like, "Go to the fucking doctor. Are you go to the doctor? Holy shit!" She's like, "Well, I'm like, no, go to the doctor." Yeah, that was the time that I had bronchitis. <laughs> yeah, what? A week? I was just like, are you... Cause yeah, it, she was I, like, if you would have waited longer, you probably would have had walking pneumonia. <laughs> that wasn't good. That was I don't know what that is. I don't know what the difference between that and regular ammonia. Or ammonia is, uh, apparently, you can still function with walking pneumonia. Regular pneumonia, you're pretty much bedridden, but... I'm just not. I'm not used to it because, yeah. like, I go to the doctor if I start coughing. So, like, I still yeah. don't know if I ever broke the toe. It. It was. It was I lost the toenail and the. <laughs> The like toes next to it were all bruised and puffy too, so probably broke multiple ones. But something definitely. The funniest happened. part was, yeah, yeah, yeah was something definitely happened. Okay. The funniest part was was I had a doctor's appointment that morning for a different issue, and I actually showed up to that and I was hobbling because my foot. I had just dropped a brick on it, and she was like, "Um, <laughs> was it like, a lady issue?" Yeah. <laughs> A female issue. <laughs> what she say? was like, um, if we, if it's that bad, I don't think I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. What so, was it for? It was for a UTI. Like, <laughs> she was like, if it's that bad and you can't really walk, like I don't think I can go help to the hospital. You. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I was, I just started laughing. I didn't know what to do. I was like, no, I just literally dropped a brick on my toe. That has nothing to do with this. That actually makes this feel less worse. <laughs> I was so embarrassed, but it was so funny to me. I couldn't help it. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So uh, let's move on to favorite lines of the movie. First off, as always, is Arnold. Uh, what was your favorite line from Commando? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm going to say that, did you? Yeah, uh, once again, not the right movie, but I do appreciate your commitment to the bit. All right, so moving on, Erica, what about you? 
My favorite was I had to let him go. You had to let him go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was good. All right. Laura? I think mine is uh, I read the instructions. It's just, it's, it's just the way she says it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. If you read the instructions, yeah. you probably would know how to use it. I, yeah, I think that's my favorite. Uh, for me, I don't know. It's it's tough because I watch this movie like every time. I'm like, that's the best line, and then something else happens. Like, that's the best line. <laughs> yeah. This one's filled with like so many good Arnold one-liners. It's mm-hmm. it's like a master class on how to write dialogue for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Um, but I mean, I think. Like I said, uh, the peak kill for Arnold movies is throwing a pipe through a dude and having steam come out. And the best thing you can say is let down some steam, Bennett. So I think it has to be that. I mean, the fuck you asshole. No, fuck you asshole. (laughs) And the I eat green braids for breakfast um, are up there. But um, it's... I, I mean... Come on, Bennett, let's party is great, but I think it's still got to be let out some steam, Bennett. It's got to be the best. All right. I'd say mine is either the the I lied one or like I really liked it. When just just fucking and it's it's not even our Schwarzenegger's line. It's fucking Bennett. He's like, welcome back, John. <laughs> so glad you can make it. And just the look on his face was just like, <laughs> yeah, he was just ready for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wanted that, like probably that one. I don't know. There are so many good ones. There, There's a lot of real good ones in this movie. Yeah. Okay, and that takes care of that. So do we have any final thoughts on the movie before we start pumping some iron? Joe, how about you? Uh, Yeah, I think I mentioned in the um, intro of trying to find the perfect combination of a, of a, you know, tight script, good plot, plus Arnold Lines, and we brought up Predator and everything, but I totally didn't bring up True Lies, and I think that is, I think True Lies is kind of the perfect mix of um, great Arnold Lines and a tight script, like a good movie you can watch, but also, like, a very Arnold movie. So, um, I wanted to amend my previous statements, and I think that's kind of uh, the perfect blend of an Arnold movie and a good movie. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not necessarily saying that True Lies is the best Arnold movie. And as far as Arnold movies go, and it's not necessarily the best movie that Arnold is in, I'm not saying it's not that, but uh, I just wanted to amend that part. Okay. Um, I did notice that this, uh, like, I've never seen, I've never really seen this. This is the first time I've seen this movie all the way through. I didn't realize how like impactful this movie was as far as everybody trying to cop this movie after it, like for action movies for, for doing the comedy mixed with the action movies. And I know that there's a couple lines that he, or uh, a couple quotes from his book that he mentions, like every, like this influenced all of his movies after mm-hmm. every single, like he, he started making different movies after like people started making different movies with him after this movie. So, like, everything before this was, what was it, Conan? It was Terminator 2. And I think Terminator 2 came out in 84. Terminator so this was 1. The, but... One of the next, or sorry, Terminator 1, sorry. Came out in 84. So, I think this might have been the next movie he made after Terminator 1. Correct. And everything was different after this. Yes. So, this this pretty much, like, 
took his career a different place. Yeah, unless you don't count the unintentional comedy of Hercules in New York, but no. Well, I mean, cause... it was it wasn't if maybe if it was as big as this one, but it wasn't as big. as Well, this no, one. like Hercules in New York, the original audio is not even Arnold. Like they released special editions. Yeah, like, they, they they like dubbed over because it was so bad. Right? right. Yeah. Like hard to understand. Yeah, and that movie is pure unintentional comedy, but this one is not unintentional comedy. So I am agreeing with you. Yeah, but I just like it. It you see like the perfect way to do something as far as the way to write comedy and action together with between this kindergarten cop, like True Lies, Running Man. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It just seemed like this was... It's what Eraser wanted to be, basically. Yes, it is the quintessential action, 80s action movie. But, um, like, when you think of 80s action, everybody thinks of just, you know, people killing a bunch of people and saying shitty one-liners. I'm sorry, shitty. What am I saying? Amazing one-liners. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is kind of the the catalyst of that. You know, everything kind of stemmed from this. It's not given enough credit for it, though. Like, everybody thinks, like, Die Hard and, like, stuff like... Yeah, well, who wrote Die Hard? Yeah, exactly. Know? Like, this, this writer understands how to write these kind of movies. Exactly. But anyway, this movie is stupid. But yes, it made him the kind of star that he ended up being through the rest of the 80s and then through the first part of the 90s. Yeah, and he mentioned it like, um, you know, we talked about this when we're talking about Terminator Genesis. When he's talking about the original Terminator, he's like, you know, that was the first movie where it wasn't about me, you know, taking off my clothes, you know. It was about, like, me being an actor. And this one is kind of like, yeah, obviously he's out in a rowing across uh, the ocean, like, in his underwear, but... And it's um, it's obviously about his big muscles and being a super badass. But it's not just like he's in there for his body. It's like his comedic timing yeah. and him as a personality. Yeah. So it's kind of the first big movie about that. Even the heart. I mean, you can feel how much he loves his daughter. Like, yeah, exactly. There's, yes. there's all sorts of different facets. It's, it's definitely not just a one-liner jokey thing yeah for sure like i also feel like like if if they wouldn't have written that scene and he'd be like well maybe like my character like has a scene where he gets out of the boat but he's only wearing speedos you know to show off the body <laughs> like like he like wanted that scene in there yeah well i mean you you work that hard at something like, <laughs> but anyway so i think it's maybe time to pump some iron what do you say Yes. All right. So this is how we rate our movies on a scale of one to five. How many irons would you pump for it? Does it make sense? Probably not. But you know what? Fuck it. It's my podcast. So <laughs> you can mm-hmm. you can axe my balls if you want. Please don't. And uh, this is just Arnold movies, not just movies as a whole. So um, Aaron, how many irons would you pump for this movie? I, I'd say Arnold movies, four for sure. Warren's pumped. All right. And that's, uh, I think we've had a couple twos thus far, so. Yeah, it's been all twos, yeah. I think. Uh, Erica, how many irons would you pump for this movie? Well, when I first watched the movie, I thought it was the stupidest movie I'd ever watched in my whole entire <laughs> life. But as we've discussed it, I've realized opposite. It's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So uh, I'll switch it over to, I'll switch it to a, 
So you'd go I'll do a, up. I'll do a half yeah, pump. Half pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Laura? I think that it's such a fun movie. <laughs> it feels a lot of fun. Um, I think I'm going to go with four irons pumped. Um, I'd say it, mostly it would be a three and a half irons pumped, but there there's an extra half pump there uh, for Cindy because she's fantastic. And even when her writing is mediocre, because it is sometimes like, what's her name? Ray Dawn. She does a fucking bang up job. Um, yeah. So she, she absolutely adds just like an extra half pump there. So I'm, I'm going to go with four irons pumped. Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to go with four irons pumped as well. I kind of uh, waffled on this movie for a while. I'm like, eh. you know, drunk me is like, oh, this is a fucking five. Irons pump, no problem. And then, like, that drunk me is like, yeah, it's probably a three. But then I was kind of reevaluating my scale and everything, and I realized this is definitely a four. It's kind of, um, I love, I fucking love this movie. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's not like trying to be satire or anything. Um, and it's just great. Like he's got, a, there's so many great lines in it. Uh, there's so many badass parts. Like you know when he's on the beach strapping on all his gear, and you're just like, yeah, like, and he just kills a bunch of dudes. And I do not like violence, like any sort of real footage of actual violence. It just kind of disgusts me and make me sad. But I fucking love fake violence. I don't know why. It's like Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's just it's it's great. Like when the, when he throws a saw at the guy and it chops off like part of his head, I'm just like, "Yes!" Like this is I it's like I said, re- it looks like the Simpsons. Everything's cut very cleanly. Yeah, it, no blood. Yeah. It's ridiculous and I love it and it's it's the dawn of um kind of what we think of 80s action movies and 80s Arnold's action movies is just him kicking a bunch of ass and saying a bunch of great one-liners. So, yeah. yeah. I, I gave it four. Uh, mm-hmm. I bump it up. I, I agree. All right. And then before we go, let's throw this movie up on the uh, list. All right. So where would we rank this on the master list? I'm guessing uh, the top thus far. Yes. No objections. I think everybody's in agreement on this. Okay, cool. All right, and one last thing uh, before we go. I've been listening to podcasts since they first came out somewhere around uh, 2008. Um, I used to fall asleep to them, but smartphones weren't really a thing, so I just kind of had my laptop next to my bed and just play a random podcast. Uh, Since then, I've probably spent more time listening to the Around the NFL podcast than any other one. So there's this idea, like, listening to podcasts is like hanging out with friends that you don't know. That is how I always felt listening to this podcast. And sadly, one of the members passed away from cancer, Chris Re- Chris Wessling. Um, he had beat cancer before with his girlfriend. At the time, he was by his side the whole time. Then they got married, had a kid, and sadly, the cancer came back. And um, while I've never actually met the man... Uh, I always felt like I knew him. So I just want to say, uh, rest in peace, Wes. You are a true hero, and uh, this pod is for you. But that's pretty much it. So until next time, we will... Get the party, Richter!